The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Cartcut, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. John? <laughs> I was like, usually, usually, creative. <laughs> usually you ask me something, I'm like, Ross, you okay? You all right? <laughs> I was going to go, Johnny, and then I'm like, I do that all the time. It would have been good because my head is still hurting from my trip to, to New Orleans. Mardi Gras. Wasn't yeah. that like... Ages ago? Yeah, but I had absinthe for the first time, so don't pass around, but it was pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. And definitely a shout-out to Lee Evans. Uh, she, she showed me a good time down there. Do you know oh, Lee? she's the drug dealer. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'd sure love to go there someday. I think you were there pre-Mardi Mardi Gras. It wasn't even it was, it, started. Well, it was the week before, so there was a lot of activity. We got to see the dog parade where they dressed dogs up in the Mardi Gras costumes. It's called Barkus. <laughs> it was interesting. You went there just for that, didn't you? I know I it. I did. I am excited, though, <laughs> that I, I, I did catch beads that someone threw to me, though I didn't have to show any un, unsavory portions of my body, but I still got uh-huh. some beads. All right. All right. Did it cost you anything? <laughs> Not that I'm willing to expose. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, brother. Well, it's been busy around here. We're um, everyone. Uh, I've been kind of alluding to something I've been working on for a long time, and it's not ready to launch yet. But we're getting so close that I feel like I can sort of mention it. And that's uh, socialmediatips.com. Socialmediatips.com sounds as cool as it is. You need and, to get Brad uh, to say that for you in some kind of radio language. <laughs> what's that? You need to get Brasco to say that for you in some kind of radio voice. Or I could turn my socialmediatips.com. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I try. <laughs> Anyways, it's, uh, it's got a, a place for anyone who wants to get notified when it launches. You can go on there and just add your email address. But uh, it's coming. It's coming along nicely, and it's going to have some really great stuff. I'm looking, I'm forward, looking to forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing it, man. Great. And Thank you. And giving, giving some tips. Or yes. Some tips or yeah, it's going to be... Uh, I'll stop there. I won't tell any more about it because we should get to the show. But it's going to be pretty cool. And, and as soon as it, I can, I'll make sure to let everyone know about it, maybe ahead of time, so you can get a sneak peek, our, our fabulous listeners. <laughs> but uh, before we get uh, into some questions, which we have today, and a lot of great ones, thank you, everyone, for leaving those. I'm sorry we missed last week, but uh, we're going to more than make up for today with uh, answering all of the questions. But to start with, there's been a bit of a uh, Google algorithm update or algorithms update that uh, was done in February. Uh, February 27th is when they announced them. And they, quote unquote, call them 40 changes. Uh, so 40 changes to the algorithm. 
Do you want to start her off? Wheels rattle off the 40? Uh, I don't think we need to go through all 40 of them because I, mean, I don't think our listeners really need to know that they've, you know, the international, international launch of Shopping Rich Snips, it's really impacted, you know, Lithuania really. <laughs> so there's some things in here that are very like improvements to Korean spelling, you know, that not everybody needs to know about. Hey, maybe well, it was we, important to someone. <laughs> we, we may have some Korean listeners that they're listening yes. at a Korean. If, if there are, they improved your spelling on Google. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the, the, the two big ones that hit me were, they really announced a change to local search. So as of last year sometime, we've, we've been seeing the blended search results you know, more and more for our local search. So you don't see the one box hardly at all anymore. And that blended search result was really a mix of algorithmic signals from local and algorithmic signals from organic. Well, during this, they really announced that they're including a lot more organic signals into the local search results now. So if you're doing local search, and local search is a big part of what you do or your business, and you need to rely on it, you also now have to understand that organic signals are playing a bigger part in that local search algorithm. Which ones, of course, they don't tell us. We, we of course, assume it's link building. Um, but then again, you're not doing link building to your local search business listings so it's going to be tied to your website so there's there's definitely some some tactics you're going to have to try to sort out we're going to sort out as an industry and then hopefully when we get a better handle on it we'll be able to report more specifics to you um, yeah that's, that, that's interesting it's uh, locals changing so much on a regular basis it's kind of cool to get a, at least a, an official peek at what's going on yeah yeah and, and just just to talk about this just the fact that they're giving this this list of forty changes they made in the algorithm is pretty amazing you you I know Ross can remember the days when we had no clue when they were changing anything, let alone getting a list every month telling us these are the forty things we touched it's just yeah. so amazing probably because there wasn't that much they changed. <laughs> Oh, but back in the days of the Google Dance, we just had to sit around and wait for the Google Dance, and we just saw it hit, and then yeah. it was like, okay, let's figure out what they changed. It's completely different now. They're they're much more open, and I love it. Yeah, it's 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 much improved. I'm sure uh, there's still things they could improve upon, but uh, I'm very happy with the the major uh, transparency they're they're dropping there. Uh, if they could only do that with their other stuff, like the privacy settings we talked about last time. <laughs> Yeah, um, but one one of the other things they announced for February is a Panda update. They actually put it in this list of forty. Panda update: the launch refreshes data in the Panda system, making it more accurate and more sensitive to recent changes on the web. I wouldn't be surprised if that updates in every one of these lists from now on. Um, and what was the other one? Oh, they they announced that they have removed. Let me find it. They have actually removed some of the. Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Um, basically, the link building algorithm, they have removed pieces of it. So there's there's parts of the, the link building ag- algorithm that they've had for a couple years that they have now pulled it out. It's not part of the link building algorithm anymore. And there's, there's a lot of speculation. Um, I think the SEO roundtable has a has a poll. What do you think has been pulled out? And a lot of people are voting on different things. Um, I Again, I don't know. I don't have any guess. My guess was it was um, something to do with page rank. They're not looking at page rank on pages anymore, but there was bunches of options. And the interesting thing about um, Barry's poll on um, SEO Roundtable was he had like seven or eight options of of what was taken out of the link building algorithm. And when I looked at it, there was a couple thousand people that voted, and every one were almost exactly the same percentage. There was like a variation of four or five percent. It was like there was no clear outstanding. Standing, this is what's gone. It was all you know exactly the same. It was just pretty amazing. It just showed me that nobody has any idea. 
<laughs> that is cool. Uh, it's good for him for putting that together. Um, yeah. One of the things that they noted here also from local was the, that uh, YouTube's giving more of a local perspective on video, which is interesting. But, I mean, it seems like uh, they, they use the example of Lady Gaga in, and then it would just sort of start giving you options for where, or Lady Gaga in Times Square would show you that. I mean, I don't know. That doesn't sound like very localized. And to me, it would be that it would, by default, give you local results based on your area. Uh, unless I'm reading it wrong, it doesn't sound like they're doing that, though. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. But, um, uh, another one that's interesting that, that kind of, to me, was was a little bit more opaque than I think they want, or a little bit more um, information than they wanted to give us. They have a bullet here that says, they consolidated signals for spiking topics, um, which, which really means... That when when there's a topic that's spiking in popularity, they're changing the way that they're looking at signals, that, so they can compute them in real time, rather than when they compute signals, you know, offline. So they take it back to their data data warehouse somewhere and compute it, and then push it back to the real time index. To me, that's kind of interesting to think that they weren't doing that in the first place. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of thought I'm they like, were doing wow. that already. <laughs> exactly. Like, hmm. But they say it eliminates redundancies in their system, so maybe they were doing it both places at one point. I don't know, but I thought they weren't doing it in the real-time index to begin with was kind of odd for spiking topics. But, well, it's a moot point because they are now. I would love to know just how much we overestimate Google. Yeah, yeah. That would be so I, cool I to know. It really would. It'd be interesting to know how much we we got right, you know, because because most of what we do is speculation. They don't tell us, and how much we're just like totally off base on, because you know we got both. You know, it'd be really funny is if Matt Cuts and the team decided to get super transparent about the past and just say, "This is what," and pick out a few of the major people like Danny Sullivan and and Barry Schwartz and all these people and say, "This is what you said." This is what was actually happening. <laughs> not to, not to besmirch them, but it would just be really interesting to see. And it would be a good laugh. <laughs> yes, it would. For us, and anyway. It, <laughs> yeah, and it's not like they'd be giving anything away because things have changed since then. As long as, as they'd be fascinating. As long as they don't pick on us and, you know, and say, back in 2007 when Ross Dunn on Webmaster Radio 101 said, let's <laughs> go 101. <laughs> Then it'd be oh, funny. I think it'd be hilarious. They 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 deserve to get back at us. We get we're on their ass all the time. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it would be pretty funny. Um, one thing too, the site query update. So site colon and, and those of you out there that don't know this, if you do a in Google a search with site colon and then the address, so triple w dot stepforth dot com, you would see. Technically, the idea is you'd see um, a lot of pages that have been indexed by Google on that site. It'd be a listing. Um, they've apparently improved this ranking for queries and uh, the diversity of results. Now, whatever that means, who knows? But um, I'm kind of intrigued. I didn't see that before, so I'm going to go and do some looking and see what really changed there. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of things in here that are just kind of odd little things like more organized search results for Google Korea. You know, okay, they weren't organized before. So it's like different things like that, fresher images. So their their image that's kind of interesting because their image algorithm they they're looking at adding the freshness updates that we've been seeing in the organic to the image algorithm, which is kind of interesting. Um, update to the Google toolbar that would only be cool if they told us it was going. Away. Uh, you know things like that. So it, there's a, there's a good list if you go to insidesearch. 
google.blogspot.com. That's Google's official search blog. Um, you'll find the search quality highlights, uh, 40 changes for February, uh, one of their most recent posts. So if you want to check them out, if you want to check all of them out, that's where they're at. Interesting. Well, one thing before we go off here, too, is uh, I, I noticed this. It's, it's funny. Every time I look at this, I notice something different. But um, disabling two old fresh query classifiers. I don't think you've covered this yet. Um, okay. And it's, uh, it's about the project codename Freshness. So as search has evolved, new signals and classifiers are applied to rank search results. Sometimes old algorithms get outdated. This improvement disables two old classifiers related to query freshness. I wonder, it would be kind of interesting to write down a few ideas on that, but um, oh. query freshness, I mean, there's so many variables for what's considered fresh and what isn't. Um, oh, well, they had the fresh update. I wonder if it's just an ex- like an extension, like they do the, the the updates to the panda update. Well, they had the freshness update in December. Maybe this is just an update to the freshness update. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Well, they're updating and updating. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it's, before, before no, we on, get into uh, some of the questions, or did you want to say something? No, no I was, just, I was just, just thinking how, you know, remember when it was a big deal when they switched from from the Google dance. It happened at a specific time and everything changed at once to the, the rolling updates. I think this is just the rolling updates that now are getting names and identified when roles are, are identified. So uh, this whole idea of Panda versions and Panda updates to me is just like the whole thing's always updating. Why do we have to name it? Mm-hmm. That's all I was saying. Yeah, they got lots of good code names. Launch code name Kamahamahama. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kamahama. Ha. That's what wasn't, wasn't that an old boy George song? <laughs> you know what? These guys probably, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it gets boring over there. So they have to make them up. That's the one place I would think would never get boring. But I guess if you've been there for a while, you would think it was boring. I guess so. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. But Well, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to start answering some questions from you guys on Facebook. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. 
MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try My SEO Tool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Your virtual webmaster frat house. WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. We were just discussing some of the changes to uh, Google's algorithms, uh, at least the official changes. Uh, they announced on the 27th of February. And we're now just going to jump into a few questions. Do you want to lead real, away with the real, first one there? Well, real quick, I want to say that the, the monthly highlights, that the updates that they're announcing, that's a series. From what I understand, they're planning on doing this every month. So if, if you're in the industry, make sure you subscribe to Inside Search the, uh, at blogspot.com because that's the official, that's where they're posting these. Once a month, they're going to give us updates on what they changed the previous month. So it's a, it's a great thing that they're doing and just leverage it and take advantage of it when you can. It's try, like they're trying to give us information overload. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> We're all their pawns anyway. <laughs> so why don't you uh, lead away with uh, Lewis's? So, so Lewis's question is actually a good segue because he's asking specifically about the announcements that we just kind of went over. And um, his is a question about the link evaluation that we mentioned. Um, he's, his question Google says, we often use characteristics of links to help us figure out the topic of a linked page. We have changed the way in which we evaluate links. In particular, we're turning off a method of link analysis that we use for several years. We often re-architect or turn off parts of our scoring in order to keep our system maintainable, clean, and understandable. So he's just asking me basically what do we think about this. And we kind of covered this last segment, but really um, it's a little too early to tell. No one's really identified which piece of their algorithm, the link, the link algorithm that they turned off. Um, and again, the Barry's quiz over SEO Roundtable gave a number of options, and with all the people voting, it was pretty even across the board. So at this point, I don't think there's any real clear signals about what they turned off. The clearest signal to me is that they turned off something and nobody noticed it. So they obviously <laughs> hadn't been using it in a while anyway, at least at least effectively. So whatever it is, it's not something that's going to radically change what we're seeing day to day. Um, again, I think my guess was they turned off looking at page rank of the, the page that the email link was sitting on because page rank is pretty useless anyway. Yeah, I mean, one thing that would be um, kind of smart would be also to uh, – Turn off just how much importance they have on the relevant equals no follow, or yep. at least vary it. I mean, I'm sure there's. It, to me, it makes sense. Again, this is supposition, but it makes sense to me that they, at very least, um, have a uh, less than uh, strict filter on the no follow because there's so many instances where no follows should be ignored. Yeah, uh, well, they, they, they did say they were turning it off not reducing its impact. So if it's a no-follow, that means they've turned off no-follow. Yeah, if in this case, if whatever it is, yeah. I, yeah. So I guess it wouldn't be that, because it wouldn't turn it off. Yeah, I don't think they would. But it is interesting that they said that we've used for several years. So it seems like it's not 
one that's been there the whole time. So anchor text relevancy is not going to be one that they're going to turn off. So it's something they brought in in the past few years. They used it for a while. They didn't like it. it they turned it off. Hmm. Well, you got to assume. Uh, I, I keep thinking of a Stefan. Oh, I hate assumptions. I hate assumptions. Every time I say something, it's like, oh, damn it. Quit questioning yourself, Ross. Well, you know what? That's what people He's probably listening to this right now saying, damn it, Ross, I hate assumptions. <laughs> um, now I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. It wasn't that important. Um, the, the, so thanks, Lewis, for the question. And I wish we could give you an exact answer. It's, it's going to be interesting. Oh, I know what I was going to say is, is whatever they did cut out, I'm sure – uh, it's it's not something that would have been very important in terms of quality. You know, they're not going to turn off something that's going that was providing a quality result for them. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one thing that just you can take certain things for granted, uh, and th- really, that's why I take a lot of this stuff with a grain of salt. Uh, if you're providing good quality, everything on your site, you're doing a good job of what you've done. Your good quality content. Um, it's all on topic. You have great link building strategies that are completely white hat. That you know they're they're they're, you, you, they're all based on the fact that you are good at what you do. A lot of the stuff doesn't really affect you now. Um, all the aspects of link building. I mean, there's a lot of them. I mean, there's there's comment links. There's uh, uh, you know, heck going into forums or the signature links. There's so many different ways people do build links and aren't quite sure whether or not it's helping them. But, and I, you know, all those things could have been affected in some way or another as well on a partial scale. But like they said, they're shutting it off. And none of that stuff makes sense. They wouldn't shut off how they evaluate links on those. Right. Agreed. So just a, my two bits. But the, the next question is from Tim Calling. He says, we have a link to our site from an authoritative site that is not a nofollow link but which does have a tag that says rel equals EXT in quotes. Uh, I don't know much about the tag. From what I've read, it just marks the target page as being external to the site that the link is on. It doesn't seem like that would have any effect upon our site's search results. Am I correct in thinking that way? Uh, See, John and I had a bit of a powwow about this earlier. We don't really believe that the rel equals external or EXT has any bearing on anything. We haven't certainly used it. there was some conjecture online when we decided, well, let's make sure we're not wrong. Um, <laughs> it does happen. Uh, and uh, there's some supposition it could have been Google Analytics, uh, some sort of thing, or, or maybe someone made up something and, and used their own scripting to make it mean something. Uh, there's so many different things you can do. Uh, actually, one of the places we found him was this, where you had asked the same question on Jill Whalen's forum, the High Rankings forum, <laughs> and a lot, a lot of a lot of the, the responses you got there, you were exactly right. It, 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 if you read down Jill's first response, and then again the very last response that I saw on the thread was they're not real um, rel equals. There's somebody made them up for their own personal use, whether it was a coder trying to track something internally or with analytics is not going to, I don't think it's going to impact the search algorithms whatsoever. Yeah. So hopefully that helps you. But uh, I, I, I would just say that whoever put that there is 
generally just shows how you know their basic knowledge of SEO may be a little bit off key, <laughs> or, or or they realistically could have had a coding purpose for their own internal systems. Maybe they're yeah. tracking stuff. They built their own stuff for their internal systems for their website, and they decide to use to create their own rail tag, which is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It just means that the, the algorithms are going to ignore it. And they're not going to even look at it as relevant at all. And Tim, if if you're, well, what you're thinking is, well, maybe they did this to make it look like it's not a nofollow, but it is based on their scripting and how they scripted it. I don't believe it would work that way. I think Google's not going to run a script to find out whether or not this is, uh, in fact, a hidden rel equals nofollow. Uh, again, who knows if you were thinking that, but that's something that occurred to me, and, and, and I don't think that's an issue at all. Um, the scripting would all be only be server-side, and uh, it would just enact something within his system, not externally. So I think it sh- should be okay. Uh, any other thoughts on that, John? Nope, nope. I think it's a good. Okay. Thanks for asking. The, you're very welcome. Uh, the next question. I was talking to Tim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'd say, Tim, thanks for asking. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you thanked him. He needed that. You, you were ignoring him. <laughs> Why don't you fly away with the next one here? <laughs> so we got, a, we got one of my favorite questions of all time coming up next. Um, Paul Landgraver, um, he, he's, he's not seen this question asked regarding a new site, um, and he hopes we can help um, for the, it's good for those of us he's learning. So he's obviously learning. Um, he has a niche site that's very focused and is a very narrow niche, but it's also very local. His question in a, in a nutshell is subdomains or subdirectories? One of my favorite questions because I love I love talking about this one. Um, he goes on to give a little bit more detail. He's in a he's in a in a market that's very competitive. There's some entrenched players in the space um, that most of them are using subdirectories um, for their sites, and it seems to be working well for them. Um, I'm, I'm just catching up. Each subdomain having unique content, its own local listing. Um, the attention of all searchers would be very local rather than global. Um, the domain is new. The site is being developed. We will have to do an SEO campaign, link building, and social all from scratch. One of the, what are the benefits of, benefits of one versus the other in a case like this, and where do you think we should focus our energies? Ross, I'm going to let you start. Well, when it comes to – see, I, I'm not as cut and dry. Most – SEOs I've talked to are like, oh, absolutely, only one site and, and don't do subdomains. Um, I would say in most cases that's correct. Um, if you can keep a lot of the content within the same site using subdirectories, you can do a good job of localizing content um, and especially using uh, the proper theming or whatever you siloing techniques for each of the various uh, local locales. Uh, that said, uh, when it comes to Locales that may have a, an aggressive amount of content, like we're talking a, a few thousand pages, uh, maybe talking about various cities and the travel and, and all the various aspects of uh, uh, the attractions and what you should or shouldn't do, maybe reviews. I like in some cases like that to build uh, subdomains or a completely separate domain, although the subdomains I, I like in some aspects too. Now, keep in mind, one of the big benefits at one point of subdomains was that uh, they would contribute as backlinks to the main site uh, to, say, uh, 
cars.com, the bmw.com or bmw.cars.com linked a lot to cars.com, that would benefit cars.com in terms of its backwards link profile. That doesn't work anymore. It's all considered one one pile of links. Even if all the links are built to subdomains, they're still considered one pile, at least most of the time. So I would say that uh, that's not the great reason to do it. It's more to keep things on topic and uh, allow a, a nice landing page for someone who just wants information about Minneapolis attractions uh, to stay there and just find out about that versus going to a page and then having to find that. So that's my first two bits anyway. What about you? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to have to mostly disagree but agree with parts of that. Um, first, uh, I'm, I, this is the first time I've heard, Ross, literally that – that that some I've never heard before that some that the subdomains and the the regular domains are considered the same pile of links. I, I don't I don't I don't agree with that. What I think they did when they made that change between subdomains and the primary domain is they discounted the links in between the two. But if you have links pointing to a subdomain, the content on that subdomain are going to be impacted by those links. And then if you have links pointing to the primary domain. The content on the primary domain is going to be impacted by those. I don't think that all the links to both sections count for all the pages, and I've and I've, I've actually ran across that oh, very no, recently. Okay, no, that's that's taking it farther than what I said. I, I mean, okay. in Maybe terms was, of how it interacts and everything, that's different. I'm just saying that they, yeah. they no longer get the benefit they used to have. Let's put it that way. Okay. Because it confused me a little bit. I thought you were saying that all the links for both, all of them count for the whole thing, and I don't, I don't believe that at all. No, it's just that it, it. Okay, yeah. Anyway, go on. You're on the right track. All right. Okay. So from that perspective, if you're thinking about the idea of doing, you know, subdomain versus subdirectories, especially for a new site, now you, you have to take into consideration that these other sites, um, Paul, that you're dealing with, you said they were entrenched. They've been around for a while. They were probably around. You know, I don't know who they are um, specifically. Um, and I haven't done any research on them, but if they've been around since before this subdomain shift we're talking about happened, they may have been, you know, got some, a little bit of grandfathering. These older sites that have been using subdomains for a long time are able to leverage them better than a new site could. Because a new site is going to have to, again, it actually comes back down to the link building question. If you have, um, all the, all the content in the world for 10 subdomains, but now you have to build links for 10 subdomains and all that work you're doing building links for 10 subdomains if you did all that work on your main domain then you'd be 10 times further along than you would be doing it to all these subdomains so for me you know it's not so much about where the content sits or how it's siloed even though that is important Ross made some very good points about that it's about the work that you're going to have to put into it to build equity on all those subdomains versus the work you put into it to build equity on one domain you know, from a new site perspective. To me, it's a no-brainer. If it's a brand-new site, put it all on one domain because all that link-building work that you have to do is now concentrated in the right spot and not diversified across a bunch of different subdomains. That's my point. Mm-hmm. No, very good point. There's no question. And, and that's why, in most cases, I agree with going that route. Uh, when it's a, a, a very large site, perhaps an entirely different topic, uh, I have in some in some cases again, it's hard to actually. And I think you brought light to that. It's hard to explain all the different aspects I had to consider before I said I agreed with doing a subdomain because there were so many. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they had to have a lot of things in line. I mean, one of them was uh, that they could fairly easily get the links for those different areas and they would create their own network fairly simply without doing a lot that 10 times more work. Um, it was right. based on the content. It was based on their whole marketing strategy. Uh, so maybe I was getting unnecessarily complex, but when it comes down to it, uh, I have to say that, that, John's on the mark for, you know, the majority of our clients are probably going to be, our clients, listeners are small businesses or, or medium size, uh, I'm guessing. Um, and in their cases, I would definitely stick to a, a singular website. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think it comes down to, you know, in a small business, a, a brand new website, even if it's not a small business, a new website, it comes down to your resources. Do you have the resources and the time to do your your link building and your trust and authority building on a bunch of different sites or do you really only have the resource to do it on one and it's not so much how much content you have or what your targeting is it's about how many how much resources do you have to do all this work mm-hmm. yeah it's it, and there's a lot of work involved there's no question yeah. about it okay well let's you know, take a quick hey real quick before we take a break I, I want to tell everybody the number one secret about seo that everybody should know about seo that no don't tell them I'm going to tell them. I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell them the one secret that everybody needs to know about SEO. SEO is easy to think about. It's easy to strategize. It's not hard. It's not brain science. It's just a lot of work. And if you can't put in a lot of work, you're not going to be successful at SEO. That's what that, this, this whole link building thing about the domains, subdomains really is a good example of that. And, and one aspect you mentioned there, or again, sort of inferring the next level of it is it's not just about planning it's doing the planning before you build your site so many yeah. people don't they build their site then they plan their seo it's the worst thing you can possibly do uh, and do it. yeah doing the work it's it's just work and you got to be able to have the 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 ability the resources the time to do it and and you can have the best strategy on the planet but if you can't implement it you can't put the resources behind it it doesn't matter yeah well let's take a quick break when we come back we'll tie things up SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? 
It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm with John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. For the break, we were discussing a few of the great uh, great questions that were added to Facebook recently, and, and please do keep it up. We love it. Uh, it makes our day a little easier when we come in on um, for these shows and realize that we have some content thrown at us. It's perfect. You, you know what we forgot last segment, don't you? Sorry? You know what we forgot last segment, right? No. Thank you, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul, for sending <laughs> that question. <laughs> thank you very much, and and please do send more. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound so petty. <laughs> Jeez, I forgot it too. I wasn't blaming anybody. I just want to make sure <laughs> we gave credit where credit was due. Very true. Um, and, and if anyone who needs to know, our, our Facebook site, uh, we would love to have you on there to add those questions. It's facebook.com slash SEO101podcast. That's facebook.com slash SEO101podcast. And uh, we try our best to let you know when your question is being answered on the show and which episode. And because uh, I, I realize some of you may be listening to these later. But uh, it's, it's uh, pretty awesome the kind of uh, uh, feedback we can give if you do drop it in there. So. As you've noticed, I'm sure. <laughs> Quit scratching your own back. Come on. <laughs> I, it's, I'm scratching yours too, my friend. <laughs> so what's next? I guess one of the things that, that kind of sparked me in the last bit was about the whole concept of, of preparing your site before you launch it. And I know I get on the soapbox once in a while, but I can't help it. I, I There's nothing I... I Oh, I get so many, so many calls from uh, prospects saying, "Okay, we've got everything ready. Please look at our site. We want to do SEO." <sighs> and then we're in this position where we have to work with what they have versus telling them how to build a site with SEO built in mind, so that they don't have to sacrifice anything. The site is built. There's no need to go back and redraw, redraft anything. It's so much easier. Saves them money, and it doesn't require much in, ter- in terms of our time or money uh, for them to, you know, just because. Really, I find that when I'm doing this process, I meet with their on the phone with them and their designer. Uh, when we and we look over a draft, 
Um, I make sure that the draft is uh, – actually, take it a step back. I give them some guidelines to the designer and say, hey, this is stuff you just want to make sure you avoid and this is stuff you want to do. And then we look over the drafts, each, each level of the draft before it's finally signed off, and we just make sure everything's on, ta- on target. It's, it, can, it can be less than three hours of our time, but it saves perhaps 20 or 30 hours of paid time afterwards if, if something has to be redone. Uh, yeah, that's the best. That's absolutely the best time to get an SEO involved is when you're building your site. I mean, I've told people for years and uh, that SEO is not something you do to your website. It's part of your business strategy. And that means from, from the minute that you start thinking about building a website, you should be thinking about how to optimize that site to the day you turn it off when you're building links through the whole process. It's, it's part of your business process. It's not something you do to your website. I agree totally, Ross. Yeah. What what are the other sort of pet peeves you've been running into lately? Pet peeves that I've been running into lately? Um, um, my dog has been trying to go outside way too much because he gets treats every time. So so he like makes excuses to go outside just so he can get a treat. That's really been bugging the heck out of me. <laughs> you got to get one of those electric, electronic dog doors. Oh, <laughs> we have one of those we for a getting, cat. It's great. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not getting off topic, but what I am excited. We are getting a new dog at the end of the month. We're, I've been wanting one of these my entire life um, since I was a little kid in second grade, living in Anchorage, Alaska. Um, but we're we're getting a Siberian Husky, and I'm so excited. <laughs> wow! And there's there's pictures on my Facebook page. Anyway, <laughs> so welcome I, to hair all over your home. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, pet, peeve, pet peeves in SEO. I mean, there's nothing that stands out to me today that, that's been bugging me more than normal. Uh, and there's the standard stuff that, that bugs me. But um, really, the, the thing that, that I've been focused on recently is there's been so many changes. Last year, in particular, was just so many changes happening in this space, um, in search and social media, in particularly. And I'm I'm of the I'm of the mindset when I think optimization, I think search, social media is part of that picture. Even a lot of, a lot of people think it's a side, it's a different channel. It's not. It's becoming so integrated into everything we do as SEOs that we can't, you know, we can't really get away with thinking of it as a separate channel anymore. And that's only they're only going to merge closer and closer closer as we go forward. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing that I did find interesting, because I know we got a couple minutes left this week, is um, I read an article that IBM has made some breakthroughs in um, quantum computing. So quantum computing has been really theoretical for a long time because they've never really been able to do it at a sustainable level that could scale to something that we could actually use. They know the theory, but they can't make it. IBM has made breakthroughs in quantum computing to the point where they think it's going to be scalable you know, sometime in, in the future. And I was thinking, well, who would use something like that? Who would use quantum computing? And it just, just to kind of give you an idea, quantum computing is, is they take computers um, to, uh, to the point where they're processing a bit that is instead of it's a one or a zero, it's a one, a zero, or both. So instead of two states, it's three states, and they're called qubits. And if you take a few hundred qubits, they can process – um, basically what's equivalent to every atom in the known universe. So if you think about the, how much computing power it would take to, to, to process every atom in the known universe, that's what a quantum computer does. Who would use something like that? And the first thing that came to my mind, of course, is Google. Google would love to have a quantum computer. What are they going to do if, if they had a quantum computer? Imagine what they would do. 
you know, that with the fact that they've said recently that they're going to move from a text-based index to a knowledge base. So, so their, their whole goal in the future, which is not anytime soon, probably five, ten years off, is to move from a text-based index into what they call a knowledge grid. And if they had a knowledge grid combined with quantum computing, they are, they are going to pretty much make, you know, how and, and real artificial intelligence and our whole industry, everything we think about how people find information is going to change completely. And that's five, ten years off in my, in my guess. It's just keeping up with mm. everything changing is my pet peeve. It's not I better make sure I, uh, passion. <laughs> I guess I better make sure I make a lot of money in the next five years so I can retire before that hits. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exciting, Ross. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I want to enjoy it. I don't want to be working for it. <laughs> <laughs> But things are changing so rapidly. You know, I've joked for years about the fact that we're going to laugh at, hey, remember, you know, a few years ago we had to actually type keywords in to find things online? Well, that was a joke until, like, I read that last week. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to come true. We're not going to have to look for keywords anymore. It's, or it's have a keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. But, yeah, exactly. People are just I mean, going to. We've got the connect. We've got uh, all aspects of, of uh, voice recognition and. And, you know, artificial intelligence slowly but surely gone its way. Pretty cool. Not that we're off topic or anything. No, it's, it's just a fascinating world, and, and it, it's going <laughs> to impact what we do in fascinating ways. And yeah. we have to evolve to stay up with it. If we don't evolve, we're screwed. Well, something else will evolve and kick us off. <laughs> <laughs> and no, no, I'm not saying SEO is dead, so don't go that route on me. Oh, brother. <laughs> If I hear that again, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> it's just unbelievable how often that happens. All right. So if, if you want, that's one of my pet peeves. You reminded me what one of my pet peeves is, is the term SEO itself. I do not like that term. I wish we would find another one. Uh, you know, when we were first just dealing with search engines and we were optimizing pages, fine, that worked. But it doesn't work. It's not apropos anymore. I think we need to change it. I don't know what to call ourselves, but it's, I don't like SEO. That's a pet peeve. There you go. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you know what? I, I remember vividly back when, like, I don't know if anyone understands this, but back when John and I had started, and, uh, he was 96 or I was 97, or were you 95? 96. 96. Um, we, there was no SEO. I, I'd never heard S. I hadn't heard SEO. I, 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 again, maybe it was because I was sort of, just doing what I did. I didn't really focus on reading a lot of our industry. I didn't, frankly, give a damn about it. I just, <laughs> I did what I did and I enjoyed it. Um, I, I didn't even think I was doing SEO. I was just making websites work and making them succeed. Uh, and when I heard SEO, it bothered me. It, it just, SEO, search engine optimizer? Yeah. Weak. <laughs> yeah. well, and it you, still bogs me. I bet it, it's obviously something I've had to embrace. Do you remember way back then when um, Danny Selvin was was actually with Search Engine Search? What was it? Search Engine Watch Search at Engine the time, yeah. and he he used to put out a weekly um, newsletter that basically it recapped some of the most interesting discussions going on at the forums that week. That was like my favorite read all week was the it was Danny Sullivan's recap of the forums, and I remember I was like so excited one time because because a thread that I had started on a forum was folk, was was highlighted in Danny's Danny's uh, newsletter, and the title of the thread was "Help, what do I call myself?" Because I was at a new job, and they said, "What should your job title be?" And I had no clue. And I asked in the forum, and it, it blew up. No one knew what to call ourselves. We were talking about different ideas for job titles. It was a great thread. I, I, who knows where it is? But that's back then, and we had no clue what we were. Oh, you know, it would be really cool if you could dig up that thread and post it on the 
Facebook that page. would be cool if I could find it. I haven't yeah. looked for it in a long time. That'd be interesting. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was never involved. I wasn't even. I didn't even hear of Danny Sutton. This is how little I really cared about reading about the stuff, which is bad, obviously, at the time. But I, I, I was playing. I, I, I enjoyed it. I couldn't believe I was getting paid for it. And <laughs> I didn't read a lot of the, the, the industry stuff. You know, I obviously read what I needed to. Um, a big place I liked was Planet Ocean. Uh, was a fantastic newsletter and such at the time. But yeah. um, I didn't even hear. I didn't even know of Danny Sullivan until I don't even know. But it was a lot, lot later than you would have dealt with them because I wasn't involved in the industry. But, uh, different world. Well, you know what? I think it's time for us to tie things up. It's been a good episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to make up for last week's miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we both felt bad about that. Sorry about that, everyone. I know. I, yeah, we apologize. Work sometimes intercedes. Yeah, darn thing. It's always doing that. But, uh, you know, please do leave some uh, some some more questions for next week. Facebook.com slash SEO101podcast. And do drop your email in if you'd like to learn more about socialmediatips.com when it launches. Uh, it's coming very soon. Uh, we plan on it launching uh, mid to late this month. And uh, we're, we're pretty pumped. So on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, thanks for joining us today. You'll catch us every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks very much and tune in next week. Thanks for listening, everybody.